the elf shelf escaping from Santa's workshop. Oh, yeah, oh, that was the last one. Peter was yeah. the elf on the shelf yeah, yeah, yeah. and, like, fly yeah. out, and, like, Santa turns out he's in, like, a loveless marriage or something. <laughs> and he tries to come with us, and then, like, Deshaun, like, kicks him off. <laughs> In Central European folklore, Krampus is a horned anthropomorphic figure described as half goat, half demon, who during the Christmas season punishes children who have misbehaved <laughs> in contrast with St. Nicholas, who rewards the well-behaved with kips. Oh, so he's basically like Santa's partner. He, yeah, he's, Krampus he's anti, is... He's anti-Santa. Krampus is one Wait, of those... I feel like he's not anti-Santa. If he no. was anti-Santa, he would go around punishing the, let me read the good the, kids. Let me read the sentence. Well, Krampus, he's punishing the bad kids. Let me read the sentence. Krampus is one of the companions of St. Nicholas. Boom, boom. In several regions, including Austria, Bavaria, Croatia, Zek... Zek? Republic? Czech, Czech Republic? Czech. <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> yeah, so he's like his partner. Because <laughs> Santa goes around rewarding good kids. And Krampus goes around punishing the bad kids. So there's no overlap. <laughs> now, if there's a good kid and a bad kid in the same house, Krampus and Santa both go at the same time? It's whatever the kid sees first. Well, we'll find out. Wait, wait, what? So, and I'm just doing my own theory, but like, as in maybe Santa's just an illusion, it's just both of them at the same time. It's just that. Like, you know see I mean? some spirit, and depending if their soul is good or bad, it will materialize Krampus or something. Uh huh. That's what I'm thinking of right there. It's a dark and snowy night, and we're four lost kids who are seeking shelter from running away from our homes because we were very bad kids. <laughs> we, we're from out of town. We ran away from our homes, and we were gone through, and we were walking. And then, next thing you call uh, here is a train. We're a train go by, the train and so what happens is we look down uh, down the road and a train is on its way through. And then we look and the, the train is coming and it's coming and then it stops right in front of us. And we all look at each other. The train pulls up. We hear the, uh, the train's whistle. The, the... Yeah. <laughs> so we all staring at the train. A little terrified because this thing looks pretty menacing. It is like, you know, it's, it's covered, you know, it, it's in Christmas colors, but almost like in the upside down version, right? So it's a little messed up. Like all the Christmas ornaments on it are are broken. So like the, the Christmas balls are like broken, so they're they're shardy and like pointing up and all dangerous. And weird red substances like covering the bottom of it. Now a conductor walks out and he yells, "All aboard!" So we look around, and this guy's like loud as shit. Like, how's it? How many in these these houses hear this guy? And he yells, "All aboard!" And he's looking up while he's yelling. So we're like, "Okay, well, we're not." All aboard! So then he looks down straight at us, dead in the eyes, and says very, very quietly. <laughs> and at this point, we know that 
It's not a good idea to get on the train, and yet we know that we have to get on this train. This man will not let us not get on this train. So one by one, we shuffle up into the first cart, or the back cart. This is actually the back of the train. So we shuffle up into the, the back cart, and us some black tickets. Each one, one for each. And afterwards, we look at it, confused, and he said, these are your tickets to be aboard. <laughs> if you lose them, there will be a consequence, <laughs> and you can't walk off this train. He disappears. And, into the night? Yeah, he or just disappears into the night. On the train, or he just <laughs> <off>? <laughs> He just disappears into the night. We don't know where he went. He he, he's probably... <laughs> <laughs> So then we all look at each other like, what are we going to do? We, we're on this train now. And then when we look ahead, it's a full cart of other kids. All four of us try to look for an open space. Brian sees somebody who looks at him and already having beef with them. I decide to sit down. Anthony, he sits down. And then Peter can't find a seat. So he goes to stop Brian from fighting. I just want to clarify that we were actually all nice jumps and we had run away in the middle. Right? So we all had pretty standard, you know, kid pajamas. We got, you know, like a graphic tee, like SpongeBob or Star Wars on the internet. We got a jump pants and we all got a rope. And now this is very important because what Peter had not noticed as he was walking down the aisle to find a rope, to find a seat, is that his rope got snagged on one of the chairs. And he kept walking, he heard a little I just keep on walking because I didn't realize my ticket had fallen all in my pocket. So as I keep walking to see Brian stopping from fighting, I'm like, Brian, what the fuck? What are you doing, man? Nah. So as I try to grab Brian, the other guy punches me and it's like, you motherfucker, and I punch him back. And then Brian's just little in the corner smoking. Right? Right? Yeah, we're little kids fighting grown kids. <laughs> 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 I might be a little bit, got a little straight. <laughs> well, you know, while that's happening, we hear a very scratchy Christmas music come on the radio. And it sounds like old 60s music, old ghosts. And at that moment, the conductor reappears at the the very front of the, the train car where all the kids are sitting. So we're in the back. Peter wants to go find his seat, and the train conductor is all the way in the front. Now there's probably like 12 rows of kids, and he yells, "Hold out your tickets!" All the kids hold out the tickets because when scary conductor man yells, "Hold up your tickets!" Just do it. Yes. Yeah, it's it's kind of scary. Walking down the aisle, punch, 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 punching tickets, and before we know it, he gets to Peter, and he says, "Hold out." So I put my hand in my pocket to get my ticket. Snap day. Yo, sir. Wait. Yo, Anthony, running up. I have his ticket. Oh, good. Thank this young gentleman because he found your ticket on the floor. Some random kid is yelling, "All two tickets." And the conductor looks down at the boy and he says, "You know what this means." And the kid said, yeah, but he deserves it anyway. So the, the conductor <laughs> takes the, the kid's two tickets and he punches them. And the kid gets to get off the train. Fuck. <laughs> and he says, now you're coming with me. 
and he grabs Peter's hand and he storms past the passenger cart up into the front part towards the front of the train where he was gated off that but we couldn't go without the conductor allowing us to so now uh, I'm, uh, I'm the back of the train with Deshaun and Brian so Peter, he's gonna kill him. What are we gonna do? So we all look at Brian then, as he nods his head, saying, "No, no, what?" He can't even respond. Sean, what are we gonna do? I'm already flustered by what just happened, but I do decide that we have to go save Peter. Because <laughs> if we all, all four of us want came on this train, all four of us get off this train. However, we decide to get off. So. I grabbed Brian, who uh, beat up the kid, finally. <laughs> he finally beats up the kid, so I stop him. I'm like, all right, come on, let's go. <laughs> and then I tap on to Anthony, who's frozen after seeing Peter, his one of his closest friends, <laughs> get snatched up by a grown-ass man. <laughs> get up to the front of the cart, and the door's locked. You shake it. each other and we're like well, what are we gonna do and at that moment the lights in our cart start shaking and they start going black then we start hearing a voice all that have tickets might live to see the end of the day if you lose your ticket you die if you present another's ticket to me you walk off this train we were bad kids who ran away from home so the train that was presented up to us belong to Sir Krampus. We realized what we had done and where Peter was off to. He was off to the front of the train towards Krampus. Now we only have one option to go save him because the door's not going to budge. So Deshaun pries open the window and says, guys, look, this is it. We have to climb on top of the train. And I go first and I'm on top of the train. And I'm looking ahead, you don't see anything around you. It's a dark void. The only light ahead is what's being made by the train itself. <laughs> Everything everywhere else is completely dark. So with uh since I barely could see, I hold on to the train and then I call out to the other two to come. And then Brian is up next. Brian tries to climb out, right? He grabs a hold of the window. And he starts making his way up slowly, putting his foot here, and he disengages, putting his hand there. And right as he's about to hit the top, he slips. So he, he he's hanging off the train, he's holding on by one hand, so nine-year-old Sean runs over. And he's like, no, Brian, I'm not gonna let you fall, come on. So so he grabs Brian's other hand, and Anthony comes out the window and start and kicks Brian up. And then he just sticks his foot out and just trying to shove Brian up towards Sean because the little kid He's freaking out completely, and I'm like, you're all right, Brian, you're okay. <laughs> and then, come to find out, I lose my ticket. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, where's my ticket at? The the ticket, we notice it, uh, Anthony notices that it's hanging off the edge of the train. So I'm like, oh, I gotta go get my ticket. By the time uh, I try to take my, make an attempt to go get the ticket, the, the ticket blows away into the dark void. And now I'm freaking out because I don't have my ticket and only these two do. So Brian's yeah. ticket blows away too. <laughs> that shit was in his hands because he was looking at it 
and he didn't understand why these you know, tickets were so important, and a gust of wind came by and blew right out of his hand. So now Anthony's the only one left with his ticket. So I'm like, all right, guys, look, I, you know, I know this is a big deal, but we got to get to Peter, and we'll figure this all out later. All right, that's the most important thing. So we head up towards the train, and we climb cart by cart. It's like snowing now. Uh, so there's like snow building up on top of the train. It's really cold and we're all in our pajamas. So we're freezing onto um, pipe wherever on the top of the train that like let steam out, right? And from there we hear some voices coming from down below. And we hear Peter yelling. <coughs> and saying, Pretty much, almost decide we do not want to help him. <laughs> but he keeps on yelling, <laughs> and we really reconsider <laughs> if we need to be helping. Him. Not too far from the conductor or the steam pipe, just far ahead is actually a little a door that leads down. So one of those like escape doors on, on the top of the train. And then Brian gets it, but he still can't get it. Three of the and they pull and they tug this thing and eventually, boom, it nudges right straight open. It opens because I, I select the unlock switch. <laughs> yeah, but as soon as Peter selects the unlock switch, the conductor who brought him up that was dragging him to the transit cart, notices that, punches him straight in the face. <laughs> <laughs> makes him unconscious. He's going to be down for a couple seconds. <laughs> We all have down to the train. What we actually see is Peter is chained up to like a big pole in the middle. By yeah. dark elves, those are the dark elves. Chained by some dark elves. <laughs> That's not his job. <laughs> uh, but, They're dark elves. But once a conductor punched uh, Peter, the good thing was was he headed back to the air kids to go serve them their hot cup of V8. They don't get hot for the train. That's another story. So he goes back to do that. So now we're just stuck in the room with the dark elves. There's three of them. They're just kind of like Dodie from Harry Potter, like just some weird rags. Not because they have to be. It's just like... That's, that's kind of scary. Them, and they look at us, and we both pause for a moment. Kids never make it up here of their own free will. And this is the dark elves arrive after serving the kids that hot v8 <laughs> that's how it goes when you're on the krampus express <laughs> we start to hear jingles they're not jingle bells of joy they're very ominous spooky a giant gust of like wind coming into us and we're like chilled down the spine brian he's he's confused dazed by what's going on <laughs> as me and anthony look around and then all you see is a dark mist come around, <laughs> come and surround us. <laughs> and then right in front of us appears Krampus himself. Now Krampus looks just absolutely terrifying. Now, he looks basically like the Boogeyman and like Santa Claus. Absolutely scary. Now he's actually eating when he spawns in. Look up at him. He's a massive guy. He's like 18 tall. Look up at him. And what are you eating? And he's holding two pairs of legs. He's wearing pajamas. He was just straight up munching. 
was a kid. Sean knows because he remembers it. Sean was the kid who ran when he walked off the train. Yeah. You know, his mouth is covered in like bones and blood. That's, that's it. And he looks down. The thing is, he's not really much of a talker. He just stares at you. His hood is like a cloak, so we can barely see what he looks like under the hood. And all you hear is a little like type thing. And we back up <laughs> towards Peter, who's trying to break free still. And then we all look at Krampus. Krampus lands down on in front of us on the on the uh, floor. And the dark elves surround uh, surround us, and we look up. And what Krampus does is give me your tickets. At this point, our, our little party gets real nervous. We only got one ticket among us. So Anthony looks around. He looks at his friends, and he doesn't know what to think anymore. And that's when Anthony realizes all of this ticket stuff is a sick game. Everyone on that train was not going to make it back home instead. So he takes, he looks at the ticket, and he shoves that shit in his mouth, and he eats it, and he swallows, and he says, "There ain't no tickets anymore." This is the first time that anybody in history gets to see what Krampus truly looks like under the cloak. And so what he does is he takes off his cloak, and then it reveals. A wear bunny. <laughs> Thousands of images. <laughs> the, the young boys' eyes. And they see a distant future. Where they all went to the same college and lived in an apartment in the village together. And they were hanging out one night just trying to order dominoes. And weird wear bunny stuff happened and there was renaissances and art and, and what's the other word? Seances. And they bring bunny back and there was no, like Peter Merchant security details and, and murder and Call of Duty and people jumping out windows and stuck and locked in the rooms. And then they snap out of it and they look dead into the eyes of the first winter wear bunny that had ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still locked up on <laughs> I'm just Brian free Peter from the weird things like like I don't know, a couple minutes ago. So Peter's out now. <laughs> the boys are confused. They don't know what they just saw—a distant future or an alternate world or maybe just a dream or are they in a flashback now? Everything seems so confusing. They were only nine years old and it was cold. It was Christmas night. Sad. Um, <laughs> I was freaking. And although I'm scared, I just look at it. everywhere. And I question to myself, I got fed hot V8 by a fucking bunny. He <laughs> 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 charges at the wear bunny with his slippers. But he accidentally, he accidentally trips. His slippers came loose. And he, he tumbles over and he falls right at the feet of the wear bunny. So he's actually not dead, but you know, he's very embarrassed and his pride is pretty hurt. <laughs> so the wear bunny steps on Peter. But Peter manages to wriggle out because the wear bunny actually only steps on his robe. So now he wiggles out and he's even colder and he learned his lesson to not charge at the wear bunny. But also in consequence, because Krampus is always known about consequences, <laughs> he bites Peter in the neck. <laughs> And then what happens is Peter turns into another winter wear bunny.
but like really tiny one. It's like a nine year old winterwear bunny. So he starts like morphing. You can still see Peter in there, but then like his facial features change and his ears get longer and his nose gets all weird bunny shaped and he starts like hopping around all all bunny legs. Just, and I hop to the rest of the guys. I'm like, yo, what's up? You already bounced. <laughs> <laughs> and we're confused because we don't understand what winter wear bunny language is. Due to the, the confusion of we don't understand, we, we uh, try to escape after suddenly the dark elves turn into winter wear bunnies themselves. And. We're freaking out, and then I, Brian figures out a passage of escape. Unfortunately, there's no this escape. And just completely closed. And he backs the kids into a corner where the intercom radio was. Werebunny Peter being outcasted by all the other werebunnies because he was smaller, weird form, it wasn't like pure dark elf, gets back in the corner too. And the boys, like, you know, they're young, so they haven't had all their education yet, but they do know that bunnies like to reproduce. So Brian strikes an idea. And I ain't fucking no bunnies. <laughs> Alright, Brian doesn't have an idea. Sean has an idea. We're back into the corner. With the radio. The first time he says, I have no fucking bunnies. <laughs> Anthony has an idea. <laughs> Back in the corner with the radio. So Anthony flips that shit onto some Marvin Gaye. Sexual healing. You know what I'm saying? So all of a sudden, the lights get real dim. And all the bunnies get turned on because they hear Marvin Gaye playing. Now they're rare bunnies, but they're bunnies. They all get turned on. So they all get in the mood. So they all hop on top of each other and begin the reproduction love process. And I'm just and looking, because I'm with the I'm in the corner with just staring at all of this shit. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on, man? That moment, the boys take their chance and they run to the room where the, you know, the brakes are. And then we are attacked. pull the brake. <laughs> and then we're attacked by the conductor, who then pulls the brake again to stop us. So where Bunny Peter waits on, on, on the leg, and then punches him in the nuts. Then Anthony grabs the brake and they pull that shit again. <laughs> and then afterwards, where Bunny Peter starts to rip the conductor to shreds. He loses all of his mentality, all of his consciousness, everything that we know about Peter <laughs> has been waste, uh, wasted away by this berserk. Winter wear bunny who then looks at us as I'm mauling apart this conductor. <laughs> I rip off his mask. It's Santa Claus. But he Santa Claus's face. Uh, yeah, basically Peter already lost it. He's like wear bunny phase right now, so he's not even Peter anymore, so he's just attacking whoever's nearby. <laughs> and he bites uh, you know, before Brian can do anything, he bites Brian on the ankle. And Brian quickly transforms into wear bunny. Where Bunny Brian bites Deshaun. And Deshaun quickly turns into Deshaun Bunny wear. <laughs> oh wait, Deshaun Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all turn to Anthony, 
<laughs> we just pulled the brake once more on the train. Backed up onto the train counter. <laughs> and Anthony doesn't know what to do. All his friends have been converted into weird Christmas winter-wear creatures. And then the next thing you know, right next to him arrives Krampus. So Krampus materializes and grabs Anthony's hand. And he says, boy, mouth extends into some huge... Look like like I don't know, like a python or something. His mouth grows humongous. Like he's about to just come down to bite me. The wear bunnies from behind me, Peter, Deshaun, Brian, all grab onto my legs and bite on my legs so I can't move. But at that moment, everything changes. Suddenly Anthony's no longer on a train, surrounded by wear bunnies, surrounded by scary crampus. He's back in his hometown. In his bedroom. With a bloody leg, because his rabbit was slowly eating him over the night. He didn't know was that ticket he had was actually a representation of his Christmas spirit. He thought that he couldn't hold on to it when everyone around him was losing theirs. So he internalized it and he ate it and it became a part of him in his digestive system and he once again regained his Christmas spirit. So he walks out of his house in his hometown <laughs> and looks around and everything looks completely normal. And then Anthony uh, starts to walk down the street and he says hello to his neighbor. What time but is it? It's, it's, it's daytime, but oh, it's snow outside. It's Christmas morning? So yeah, it's about Christmas morning. <laughs> so what happens is he says hi to his neighbor and what's awkward is... His neighbor is Peter. Peter, uh, you don't live around here. And then Peter is like, oh, I've always been here. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then across from Peter. is Brian. <laughs> on his brand new bike across the street. Says, where Yo, he... what's up, Peter? What's up, man? <laughs> and <Mama> then... bike. <laughs> <laughs> and so with me, I walk up. And I'm like, and I say hello to the guys, and everybody looks at me and like, you don't go, you don't live here, you live two, three states away, like you're you're like twelve hours, and I was like, oh, I, I, I live down the street, I actually live in this town, and we're all confused, and then the next thing you know, we look up and there's a bird in the sky, and then we see the bird. It fly, it's flying by, it's flying by, but once it hits past the, ta- uh, the the border of the town, it smacks into a glass. And we hear the whistle. And then we hear some jingles. <laughs> and then we he- start hearing those jingles from before. <laughs> Alright everybody, hope you enjoyed our Winter Wonderland Christmas Christmas special. I hope you remember to be good this Christmas and that you get to spend it to loved ones and that you get all the commercialized gifts you want or don't. Yeah, you're in a good one. Alright, thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye!